if in 2020, if you're not creating attention, if you're not creating relevance, then you're risking becoming irrelevant and you're risking being left behind. Now, in the decades that passed, this, the concept of gaining attention and or relevance was really quite tricky. There were really two avenues, I think, that led to it. And avenue number one required enormous amounts of money. So if you had the means, then you put together a Super Bowl ad, you spent tens of millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars creating that 15 or 30 second ad so that you could create massive amounts of attention. Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and happy new year. Welcome to the first episode of the Marketing Your Practice podcast for 2020. How was your Christmas and your new year? In the last 10 days for me, I've had Christmas, New Year, my birthday, and me, along with thousands of others, have been evacuated out of my holiday, my summer holiday place. So bushfires, a normal part of what many of us experience here in Australia, and even for Australian standards, the things, bushfires are out of control. I'm going to talk more about that in a moment. In this episode here, we're gonna talk all about attention and why I think attention is the currency or attention is the factor that'll make the difference for you and your practice, not only into 2020, but in the decade that moves forwards. So as I mentioned to you beforehand, we've just been evacuated from our summer spot. So for the last 35 years almost, I've been holidaying at a small country town called Pambilla. It's on the southern part of the New South Wales coast. And my folks started taking me there when I was really young and I now take my children there. Now bushfires, for many of you that are listening to this uh, who are Australian, will know that bushfires are very much sadly a part of our Australian summer, but we're experiencing bushfires here at the moment that are unprecedented even for us. The area that we, we often holiday in is not known for bushfires. But the risk got uh, so intense that uh, my wife and my son Edison and I decided to leave a few days ago. And in having to leave, all the roads were closed down except one, a road that I'd never been on beforehand. And instead of being able to continue south the way that we normally do when we're coming home, we had to kind of go east and mostly up north. So heading the opposite direction really of what our house was. And I had an 80 kilometer drive out of there, which I thought might take me maybe about an hour or a bit less there too, but two factors really slowed that down. The first factor that slowed this down was a lack of visibility. So the bushfires in the surrounding areas were so intense that the visibility was less than 100 meters. So, and it was uh, thick and dark and brown and orange and eerie beyond anything I've ever experienced in my life. In fact, for those of you that are watching on the video now, I'll put some video footage up of what it was like to kind of drive out of there. Now, the other factor that I didn't count on too is that the drive out of where we were holidaying was through this tiny, narrow, heavy, densely forest road. So even if visibility had have been great, then the corners were so sharp through there that all I would have been able to do is about 60 kilometers an hour anyway. Now, that hour drive that we had through there was eerily quiet on roads that would normally be quite busy this time of year. And we sat there for that little bit over that hour with my wife, Lauren, and Edison in the back of the car, completely silent. In fact, the times I briefly took my eyes off the road to look towards, Oren, uh, towards Lauren, I noticed her eyes were tearing up. And um, 
I was holding onto the steering wheel so incredibly tight and clenching my teeth tight that when we finally got through into a little country town called Bombala, it took quite an effort for me to unclench my jaw and open my hands. Now, obviously, um, we got through there safely and there are tens of thousands of Australians that are being impacted far more significantly than we are and hundreds of thousands of animals too that have lost their life and my heart goes out to all of them and if you're a donating person I'm sure there are plenty of spots in fact I'll even have some links in the show notes here of how you might be able to donate uh, whether it be some of your time and or your finances to help those that have been ravaged by the fire. As I mentioned earlier this tends to be for so many of us a really reflective time. Um, you know, we think back into 2019 and hopefully the victories that you had personally and professionally, and maybe if you're like me too, there are also some moments of sadness in there of dreams that perhaps didn't come true the way that you ought to. And then elevating on top of that, the intensity of the fires and this drive that I had out there has had me thinking even more about what's important to me. And it had me thinking a little bit about last week or the week beforehand, I put up a quote. I'm a huge fan of Brené Brand. Have you, do you listen to Brené's stuff or have you read any of her books? If you hadn't or haven't, then maybe 2020 might be a good year to get started. So she writes about lots of things, but the two themes that certainly stand out to me in lots of her writing is all about courage and vulnerability. She also has a Netflix hour also. So if you rather watch something, then you can head over to Netflix and watch there. And I think courage and vulnerability of two of those things that there are no ceiling on. I don't know that you ever get enough courage and you ever get enough vulnerability because as you upscale on those, we tend to kind of upscale and take on bigger things in our life that take greater levels of courage and command greater levels of vulnerability. But she has a beautiful quote that has got some really interesting feedback from those of you on Instagram. I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you here. She talks about, it's so scary to show up. It feels dangerous to be seen. It's terrifying. But she says it's not as scary, as dangerous, or as terrifying as getting to the end of our lives and thinking, what if I would have shown up? What would have been different? And I'm thinking about, it had me thinking about how human the need is for us to be seen. And I want to spend a couple of moments now talking about, you know, what I think that Brené was talking about when she meant being seen. Um, because it reminded me also, a little before Christmas, I was watching a keynote from Gary Vaynerchuk and he was talking about what he thought the brands of the next decade were really gonna need. This was John, a community influencer coaching member. So John, thank you for sharing this. And Gary talked about the importance of attention. And I wonder like, what is attention? I kind of looked up attention in terms of the dictionary definition of attention. And it was kind of interesting because it talked about the capacity, the capacity to maintain selective or sustained concentration. You see, I think attention is different from just being visible. You know, visible is, is being seen. You know, most of us get seen by hundreds, if not thousands of people every day. Certainly if we're going out to community, people are seeing us. But I don't think that's really what we're looking for. And nor do I think that that's what our businesses, our practices need into 2020. We need something more than that because there are, my contention is, there are businesses in your community, certainly are in mine, that are highly visible. I see them all the time, both online and offline. McDonald's, for instance, but it doesn't have any of my attention. Now, it's not just that McDonald's has different values in terms of fast food, and many of you will probably feel the same way about that, but are there really what we would say uh, businesses that might match our values? Think about Lululemon, for instance. Um, Lululemon doesn't get my attention either because it's not relevant for me. It's massively relevant for my wife, Lauren. She loves that stuff, and I guess it's relevant to me in the extent that I like to buy her gifts from there. 
But if we're to have success into 2020, not just as a practice, I think we're looking for that level of attention from there also. And I think this is that even 2020, if you're not creating attention, if you're not creating relevance, then you're risking becoming irrelevant and you're risking being left behind. Now, in the decades that passed, this, the concept of gaining attention and or relevance was really quite tricky. There were really two avenues, I think, that led to it. And avenue number one required enormous amounts of money. So if you had the means, then you put together a Super Bowl ad, you spent tens of millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars creating that 15 or 30 second ad so that you could create massive amounts of attention. Now, the other way that you could create attention on a smaller scale for it was through time. So if you'd set your practice up two decades ago and you'd spent the last 20 years providing enormous service and great care to your community, that was really hard to compete with. You know, if I ended up in the same town with you and I had to compete with that level of relevance, of attention that you created in the community, that was really difficult. But now those concepts of needing lots of money or significant amounts of time, they've been broken down because for pennies, I can create attention because of the internet, because of the social media platforms. And for the fact that we have these mobile devices that are on us all the time. And so the idea of having to have a team of marketers with billions of dollars and or put in 20 years of time is not necessary. Within months and certainly within six and 12 months, I can create a level of relevance and attention in my town that's never been able to be seen before this too. So. Another thought when I was thinking about this idea of visibility too and or uh, attention is that there's been a change in marketing because once upon a time, lots of visibility, the, the part of visibility really had um, a level of interruption and we tolerated interruption like we don't tolerate interruption now. So let me give you an example. When I was growing up, we used to look forward to getting together once a week, we'd watch a show on television called A Country Practice. It was on on a Sunday night. This is really aging myself there too. And as a family, we would sit down and watch this show. And we were quite happy to be interrupted every 15 minutes with television ads. And now that's just not something that we will tolerate. You know, we've got the likes of Netflix and Amazon Prime and the new Apple TV. That means that we don't tolerate interruption any further. So if you are to create attention and relevance, then we need to stop interrupting people. And instead of interrupting people, we need to start to deliver value. So what I want to share with you now as we start to kind of wind this up and we start to set up a framework for 2020 of if you are to create attention for you and for your practice, there's four things I want you to kind of really think about here too. And the first thing I kind of just touched on before is stop interrupting people with your marketing. I love what Bernadette Dewar has to say. I don't actually know if that's a J-I-W-A. Uh, she writes extensively around marketing and particularly around the use of story. So marketing, first of all, this is that you need to see yourself as a student for marketing. And marketing isn't about interruption like it used to be. She says marketing is not a department. Marketing is you telling your story of how you create change in your community. I'll say that again, marketing is about you telling stories about how you create change in your community, in your customer, in your patient. And I think about how relevant that is for us as health practitioners. You as a chiropractor, as a dentist, as a naturopath, as a health practitioner, 
What is it that you do to create change in people's lives? And start to share the story of that. Now, whether that be through an Instagram post, uh, whether that be through an infographic, uh, a video, a podcast, the medium's not important, but the overarching theme of what you're doing, of telling a story about how you create change, is the first thing that I would encourage you to start to get better at as well. The second thing you're gonna need to do is Decide who you're going to be relevant for. As I mentioned beforehand, Lululemon is not interested in being relevant for me, and I'm not interested in them being relevant for me also. Now, uh, you need to decide who you're going to be relevant for. We can't be relevant for everybody. In fact, trying to be relevant for everybody will be one of the biggest mistakes that you make. So when you're talking about creating change and the change that you create, who do you create change for? Is it creating change for new mums? Is it like, you know, Tony Ebel, who we had on the practice a couple of weeks ago? And if you haven't listened to that episode, episode 100, there are so many gems inside of there. Tony is very committed to making change and being relevant for young families, particularly with the pediatric community. And it's why he's been able to break through uh, so much noise and stand out, certainly in the chiropractic profession, but he's starting to stand out on a global level because he has put a stake in the sand and said, here's who I'm relevant for. I think the third thing, if you're wanting to create more attention in 2020, is that you're going to need to get over the uncomfortableness, uh, the terrifyingness that comes along or the sense of danger, impending danger, that comes along with being seen. If we're going to learn and study this new form of communication, we have to put ourselves out there. and. One of the consequences of putting ourselves out there is it does require a level of vulnerability. And there will be people, very few, but there will be people who won't like what you have to say. That's the nature of things. In fact, I would go as far to say that if there aren't people that aren't uh, disliking what you have to say, that you're not creating enough polarity, you're not creating enough magnetism. You've heard me say beforehand, one of the things about a magnet is at one end it's incredibly attractive, the stronger a magnet is, but at the other end there too, it's incredibly repulsive. We need to think about our message in the same way there too. And then finally, I want you to take a time perhaps in these coming weeks to think about the real reason why we market anyway. And I mentioned to you beforehand, you know, whilst the real reason that you're marketing is to create attention and relevance, and that if you're not doing this, then you're gonna end up becoming irrelevant and then you know, risk failure inside of that. I think there's something even more, there's a greater reason why we market. I wanna, I wanna share one of my favorite quotes from one of my absolute mentors, certainly not just in marketing, but in communication, Seth Godin. So let me read this for you here. He says, we bring value to the world when we market that that's why people engage with us. Now, if you don't market the change that you want to contribute, then you're stealing. He says, if you hesitate to market your offering properly, it's not that you're being shy. It's not that you're being circumspect. It's that you're stealing because there's someone out there who needs to learn from you, to engage from you or buy from you. Someone will benefit from you being better. And if you get out of the way and you market it, there's a student who's ready to sign up. There's somebody who wants a guide, who wants to go somewhere. And if you hesitate to extend yourself with empathy to hear them, then you're letting us all down. I think that's really profound words because we don't often think about if we're not marketing, that we're stealing. And whilst there are some businesses out there that uh, might find that hard to kind of wrap their head around, I think that you, as a health practitioner who makes a change in the very foundation of what's important to us, our health. If you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not risking 
the danger, the terrifyingness of being seen, then I'm going to be cheeky enough to say that I think that you're stealing too because there is somebody out there in your community right now that is desperately looking for your help. So my wish for you in 2020 is for you to gain enormous amounts of attention, for you to be brave, for you to risk being seen because when you get to the end of your life, I think that you'll be incredibly grateful that you have done that. So to wind up the first episode of 2020, thanks for all that you do. Keep saving lives. Your communities in 2020 need you as much now as they have ever. Thanks for all you do. Keep saving lives. See you soon, gang. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.